Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. Maybe you invite someone to church eight times. Maybe you give them a track and say, you want to invite Jesus in your life? And they're like, no, no, no. And then one Sunday they come, and I say, you want to invite Jesus? And they're like, yeah. And they give their life to Jesus, right? Well, we all get rewards in heaven for that. And so God's accounting is different than ours, right? We kind of, we have this thing, you know, we all think we're used car salesmen. Only the guy that gets the signature gets the money, right? But that's not how it works with God. <laughs> with God, we're all working together, right? And whoever plants and whoever waters, we all share in that reward. And so we all need to work together. And, and I think of like the Harvest Crusade. Uh, many of you were involved at the Harvest Crusade. So we all prayed and we all did different things. Dennis was overseeing all the ushers and, and Courtney was overseeing the follow-up team. And we had, um, you know, people on the prayer team, and we had people that were counselors that were leading people, and we all worked together. Greg Laurie shared the gospel. Lots of people got saved, but we all worked together, and so it was a great experience, and hopefully we're going to do it again, but uh, that's how normal church functions. We all work together, right? I mean, I kind of have a deal with our church family here. You bring your friends to church. I'll share the gospel with them, and if they get saved, then we both get rewards in heaven, so that's good, and those rewards last forever, right? Whatever raise you got 10 years ago, who knows? Who cares, right? Uh, but here's the thing. God wants you to recognize that he uses all of us, right? There's, sometimes people get the idea that the pastor is the only one who does the work of the kingdom. Paul's saying, no, we all do it. We all are part of it. Verse 80 goes on and says, now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. So, God is cultivating in your life in order that your life would be fruitful. And God desires that your life would be fruitful as it relates to spirituality. And as we talked about, spiritual growth comes from reason of use, by putting it into practice. And God desires, as Jesus said in Luke 8, 15, he said, when he was talking about the word of God, the seed that was planted in the ground, he said, but the seed that fell among good ground are those who, having heard the noble and good heart, have noble and good heart, keep it, and bear fruit with patience. So what he's saying is when you hear the word of God, then you keep it means do it. You receive the word of God, you're like, yeah, I agree with it, and then I'm going to do it, right? Put it into practice, then, then you bear fruit. And that's important because it's so easy to come to church and think because you listen to a sermon that you think you're doing it. You can hear a sermon on love, a sermon on forgiveness, a sermon on giving, and, and you think, oh, yeah, I agree with that, so I'm doing it. But that's not true, right? Uh, I, I totally can agree with someone about exercising. You know, one of our sound guys, he runs like 10 miles every day. And I agree with him, that's probably healthy. Does that mean that I run 10 miles and I'm healthy? No. <laughs> I just agree with him. So just because you agree with the preacher doesn't mean that you're doing it, right? And that's where the blessing comes, and that's part of spiritual growth is doing it. If you want to go to the next level in your spiritual life, then you need to step out and begin to serve and help others, right? In James 1.22, James said, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. So James said, 
If you go to church and you just hear it and you never do it, then you're deceiving yourself into thinking that you are when you're not, right? So growing spiritually and being fruitful spiritually is about doing the will of God. And God wants your life to be fruitful. Jesus said in John 15, 8, by this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. I love that. He doesn't want you to be a little bit fruitful, much fruit, right? He wants you to, your life to be very, very fruitful. And, and how does that happen? By being a doer of the word, putting it into practice, putting it into action, right? And, and so uh, we all need to be praying, Lord, what can I do for the kingdom? Now, I, I've told the church many times, when I first started coming to church, I'd sit in the very back row, and the pastor would preach a sermon, and I would agree with it, except for the part about stop sinning. Uh, early on, I was like, what? Anyway, but I mean, eventually I realized, oh, that is bad. I should stop. But I would agree with it, but I didn't do anything. And why I didn't do anything is because I sat in the back and thought, I have no spiritual gifts. I have no talent, and I don't know anything about God. I don't know anything about the Bible. So therefore, I am automatically, I get a pass that I don't have to serve in this church because I have no talent and I can't do anything. Now, what that was is Bob deceiving himself into thinking that Bob made Bob, or God made Bob as a clunker. He can't do anything. But is that true? No. None of us are clunkers, right? None of us are like a defective car that just doesn't work from the beginning, right? I mean, we all have talents and gifts and abilities, and we all need to use them. In verse 10, he says, according to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it, but let each one take heed how he builds on it. So uh, the Apostle Paul founded the church in Corinth, and the foundation was Jesus and the Word of God. And Paul's warning them how they build, not to build on worldly wisdom. We talked about that before. Uh, but, but we need to build on, on Jesus and the Word of God. In Galatians 1, Paul said, But if we or an angel of heaven preach any other gospel than what, you have, that what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we said before, and so now say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what we have, you have received, let him be accursed. So Paul's saying, look, there's only one gospel. Verse 11, uh, for no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So Paul's saying, uh, found no other foundation than Jesus Christ. Uh, in Matthew 16, remember where verse 16 Simon Peter answered and said to Jesus, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who, all, who is in heaven. And I say to you, uh, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail. Now, in the Greek, they have two words for rock. Jesus said, You are Petros. That's the Greek word Petros, and that means little pebble, the kind you get in your shoe. And he said, Upon this rock, rock Petra, which is a massive rock, I will build my church. So what is Jesus saying upon this truth that Jesus is the Messiah, the Savior of the world, that we're building it on Jesus. And the Bible talks about Jesus is the rock, right? And so the foundation of the church is on Jesus. And, and that's important, Paul's saying to the church in Corinth. Verse 12. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or straw. Now, he's kind of given some illustrations here. The first three, gold, silver, and precious stones aren't hurt by fire. Actually, fire purifies gold, and that's how they purified gold in those days. Uh, it gets rid of the impurities. But the second three, wood, hay, and stubble, what happens when they get involved in some fire? It's up in smoke, right? Just like a stoner's paycheck in Oregon, right? I mean, it's just like, poof, up in smoke. And so, uh, and, and you know, what he's saying is in church, there's a lot of 
wood, hay, and stubble, right? There's a lot of gimmicks, carnal manipulation, you know, all that sort of stuff. And, and so Jesus said whoever builds his house on this rock uh, is the one uh, who, who does them, right? So again, Jesus talks about building on the foundation in Matthew 7 where Jesus said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father. In other words, in verse 21 there, do you get this? Not everyone who says I'm a Christian is going to heaven. That's what Jesus is saying. Verse 22, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, Jesus said, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. So if a person practices lawlessness but casts out demons and does miracles, Jesus said, hey, you're not getting into heaven, buddy. And then he goes on in verse 24 and says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken to a wise man who builds his house on the rock, and the rain descended and the floods came, and the wind blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall for its foundation. It was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine, all the people that go to church every week, and does not do them, I will liken him to a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And when the rain descended and the floods came and the wind blew and beat on the house, it fell and great was its fall. So he's saying the person who hears it, hears the word of God and doesn't do it, is like building your house on the sand. When the storms of life comes, boom, collapse, right? But those who are doers of the word of God, when the storms of life come, it's being built on a solid rock foundation on Jesus, then he's going to see you through. And, and, and that's important to understand that, that building on Jesus and not other things. In verse 12, so Paul's telling the church there because they had some problems. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and straw, each one's work will become clear. For the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone work which he has built on endures he will receive a reward if anyone's work is burned he will suffer loss but he himself will be saved as though through the fire so be like their pants are on fire just getting into heaven woo and be like hey i thought there was no smoking up here i thought this was the no smoking section what's going on right uh what he's saying is everything you do with your life is going to be judged right and and you're going to get rewards those things that that um you know are that pass through the test right all our works are going to be judged by God, and some of the things that you do are going to result in rewards in heaven, right? And those rewards are going to last forever. And some of the things you do are going to go up in smoke, right? They don't have any value whatsoever. And all of us will be judged. And one of the factors that God judges our lives by is our motivation. Why did we do it, right? Did we do this to get the, uh, you know, applause of men, or did we do this to glorify God, right? What was the motive? And that's important because in, in God's economy motive is very important in matthew 6 1 jesus said take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them otherwise you have no reward from your father in heaven so if someone comes to church and just serves at church just so people say oh my isn't that Susie spiritual <laughs> right he's saying look you're you're not gonna get rewards in heaven for that just if you're doing it to get the praise of other people now he goes on in verse 16 do you not know that you are the temple of god and the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, he's talking to the church in Corinth. If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him, for the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Now, it, uh, this verse is talking about temple of God. It's plural here uh, in, in verse uh, 17, and it's speaking of the church of God. And he's saying, those who destroy the church of God, God's going to destroy you. Because in the church of Corinth, there was 
there was schisms, there was division, there was envy and strife, and there were, you know, having church divisions and church splits, and, and Paul's saying, look, you shouldn't destroy God's church because then God's going to destroy you. Now, uh, there's another verse in 1 Corinthians 6 that says a similar sort of thing where it's not plural, uh, where it says, a flee sexual immorality, every sin that man does uh, uh, is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body, or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now, there when he says your body is the temple, it's singular. So it means your physical body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and uh, you are not your own. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you, and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will.